Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, a couple of months ago, I was contacted by Katie, who was worried about her mom, Alice. And what basically Katie said was that her mom told her that she did not need to worry about long-term care insurance because Obamacare had changed the law and her insurance would cover this cost. Now, here's the catch. Alice is 70 years old and has Medicare with a Medicare supplement, or what, what we call Part C. And she thought this covered what she would need for long-term care. So Katie pushed back on this a little bit. She said, Mom, I don't, I don't think that's right, and so I want to find out. And so she actually reached out to me and said, can you clarify what her mother was talking about? Katie is really concerned because, number one, she's the only child, and as she has two kids at home, she's sitting there saying, well, look, her dad's passed away. Her mom lives on her own. She's just trying to make sure that her mom has some kind of plan and that there's some coverage out there for her in case she does end up in a long-term care situation. So let's dig into this just for a second and discuss what's going on here. First off, Alice is not alone in thinking that Obamacare changed things and now pays for long-term care services. In fact, after the Affordable Care Act was passed or shoved down our throats, however you want to view it, um, AARP did a survey and they found that 80% of respondents believe that Obamacare covered long-term care services. And sadly, it does not. Now, just shortly after that, there was another survey that was done that found out that about two-thirds of respondents thought that Medicare covered long-term care services. And again, it does not. So my point is that Alice is not alone by any means thinking that there's some kind of protection through the government programs, right? She's 65, you get your Medicare, you have it for life, you think there's some kind of protection there should your health become compromised. And I think a lot of people think of long-term care as a health issue, right? Like I've, I've got to go to the hospital, I've got to go to the doctor, and it's not. It, it's, it's different. So, But I understand where that confusion comes from, and most people just really believe that there's some help out there, and there's a, some kind of program out there. And there's a reason for that. There, there are a lot of government programs that are out there. And let's just talk about a couple of these, and you'll kind of see why there's probably so much confusion out there. Number one, we have Medicare. So Medicare has Parts A, Part B, Part C, and Part D. And I'm going to dig into that a little bit in the next segment. So stick around for that. We then have Medicaid, which is another government program. We have the VA, or the Veterans Administration, which pays for health care services. Now, these are some of the other programs that are out there. Older American Act. This provides funding to the states for meal services and transportation. So think of like Meals on Wheels or your loved one needs help getting to a doctor. So I just had a, a dear friend of mine, his mom just passed away, but you know, she's basically in hospice care. Health turned really fast. And they were trying to line up some Meals for Wheels, have somebody come in and at least try, try to bring some food for his mom and, 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 and his dad. And they said, well, yeah, she's eligible for that, but we have a six-month waiting list before we can even start. Well, his, his mom's passed away since then. So that's the Older American Act. So people hear about that stuff. It's just but realize the resources, the, 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 the benefits that they provide a lot of times just aren't available. Another program, Community Living Program Grants. Well, that sounds nice, right? And really what this is, it's a grant provided to the states. Again, this is from the federal government, so a federal program. A grant provided to the states for the development of progress or programs to assist families in staying in their homes longer by educating families on how to take care of loved ones and help them find services. So otherwise, yeah, this is where you can go get a bedpan and, oh, here's a pamphlet on how you clean out a bedpan for your for your mom or your dad. I mean, that's... That's what that program does. It doesn't provide actual care or services. Then we had the Class Act, another major program. This was actually passed in law in 2010 and repealed in 2011. I don't even think it made it six months. The Class Act was a government-sponsored long-term care insurance program. What happened there? 
Well, just they didn't have the money for it. I mean, it's just so expensive, right? So that was something that was thrown out there and batted around for a long time. Now we have something relatively newer, the Alzheimer's Disease Supportive Services Program. Well, what is that? Again, another federal program handing money out to the states to develop programs to train family members on how to provide care for loved ones. So again, they will train your daughter to take care of you if you have a cognitive illness. That's, that's basically what they're doing. They're not providing the care. They're not providing the support. They're not pr- providing money. They're just saying, oh, well, you come take a class on how to deal with people with cognitive impairment. That's, that's what that program does. Now, we have another one. The Caregiver Advise, Record, Enable Act. Okay, so this is called CARE, C-A-R-E. And here's exactly, I'm just going to read this one because I was just blown away on this one. While valuable and well-meaning, the CARE Act does not provide financial assistance for care or caregivers. What the program does do is to have hospitals append the name of a patient's family caregiver to their medical record. When the patient is being discharged from the hospital, the family caregiver will be informed and they will be provided with education and training for any medical tasks that they will be required to perform as a caregiver. At the time of the last update, this article says the CARE Act has been adopted by 30 states. So again, a big fancy sounding program on what are they doing? Oh, they're just putting your family caregiver in your medical records. And so when they get notified when you're released and they'll provide a little bit of guidance, like this is how you give the medications or this is how you do so. Again, not a program that's providing any care for anybody or paying for any care for anybody. So that's another federal government program. And then lastly, we had the Medicare Long-Term Care Services and Supports Act of 2018. This is not signed into law. Again, this is just another program that we can't afford. This is where they were trying to add some long-term care services into Medicare. And folks, the cost is just, I mean, it's, it's like five times higher than the cost of Medicare. It's just, it, there's just no way that they can do it. They don't have a funding source for it. So there's little wonder that people are confused and they think that there must be some type of help out there if they end up in a long-term care situation. But the sad truth is most people don't think that much about it until it's too late. And then when they find out that the help is basically just training at this point. So we have all these government programs that are like, oh, yeah, here's a pamphlet or here's a course that you can take that your kids can take so that they can take care of you. And it's really kind of a sad state in this country because what it does is it puts us in this situation where we hear about these programs. We hear them in passing. I call it like the bumper sticker talk. And people will start saying things, and then it ends up becoming kind of the wives' tale, right? It's like, oh, well, that's how Medicare pays for this, or there's the CARE Act, or there's this, or there's that, or there's all these services available for you. And really, you know, we peel that onion back and we look at it, there's a reason why long-term care is such a problem in this country. Number one, we don't have the resources to pay for the people to provide that care. So what does that do? That pushes that back onto the family members. So all these government programs are saying, hey, yeah, well, let's spend all these, these hundreds of millions and billions of dollars to create these programs and study this problem. And, oh, what are they going to do? They're going to give you a pamphlet, and they're going to teach you how to take care of a loved one. But they're not actually providing that care or that help. So imagine the people that are single or the people that just, like, have one child, like, you know, Alice. I mean, that's it. She, she has Katie. That's her only child. Well, think of that burden that would be passed back on to the daughter if she ends up in a care situation and she has to rely on that family member to actually do the physical day in and day out care, um, providing that care, taking care of mom. And so I totally get that. And and so the, the, the whole point of this show today, we're going to dig in a little bit deeper and we're going to talk about what the three major programs out there, Medicare, Medicaid, and the VA actually pay for in long-term care services. I think people are shocked at this. They need to understand how these programs work. They do pay for long-term care services, but there's a big catch. And I'll explain that when we come back. I've got to take a quick break, so stick around. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes. Guarantee the quality of your care and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 
Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you reposition some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us. But the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, and I'm back. And uh, thanks for tuning in to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. So you've heard some ads. We have a couple classes coming up uh, May already. I'm pushing it out to May. April's going to kind of get away from me. I've got a little bit of traveling that I've got mixed in here in the middle of the month. Um, but May 11th, which is a Thursday, that's going to be our first class of May. And the 20th is a Saturday. The following Saturday, we're going to have another class. And these are both live webinars. They're both the same. So if you can't make one, you can make the other one. You're going to see the exact same information and learn. And again, we walk through the class. We walk over through all the basics, what long-term care is, what it pays for, a difference between the different types of programs, asset-based, traditional plans, what Medicare, Medicaid, the VA pays for, which is what we're going to talk a little bit today about. And so we go through all this stuff and compare self-insuring with long-term care insurance. And the idea is just to get you comfortable with the subject matter so that the next step is if you decide you want to start looking at a plan and see if there's something that makes sense for you, then we can kind of get down to business and start customizing and designing a plan for you because that's really what we do. So that's why we say Start with the class, and then everybody that comes to a class also gets our book, Guide to Long-Term Care Planning, which is just full of uh, information. It's got a glossary, and it's got all kinds of information you can read through. And so uh, we'll get that out to you as well, too. And also, while you're on our website, 525longtermcare.com, download and subscribe to this podcast. And what will happen is you'll get a notification when that comes out. So we are seeing um, – I just actually had a report pushed out. For, so we've got listeners all over the country, and I really appreciate that. And we're on – radio stations in a couple markets in Colorado and Washington, but a lot of our listeners are out there on the podcast. So if you subscribe and you download, if you're hearing this on the radio, you can just get a notice every week and we get out a new show uh, pretty much every week. So uh, look for that on our website as well too. So we started off talking about how I was contacted by Katie, the daughter of Alice, and they were worried about, uh, Katie was really worried about her mom saying, look, I don't think my mom has a plan and she thinks that Medicare is going to pay for this. And, you know, sadly it doesn't, and there's a lot of people that believe that. They understand that, hey, I'm 65 now, I have Medicare, Medicare pays for something, right? It pays for, I, I, I think I'm covered, but they don't really understand. So let's talk about the Medicare program today. Medicare is a federal health insurance program for the elderly age 65 and over, there are four parts known as A, B, C, and D. So that's kind of hard, right? A, B, C, or D. Well, let's talk about this for a second. Part A 
is referred to as hospital insurance. So this is going to pay for inpatient hospital care, some skilled nursing, some hospice care, and some home health care if prescribed. So imagine that they're, you know, you're doing a little bit of therapy on your knee or something after surgery. They send you out of the hospital. They might send somebody home to do that little physical therapy at your home. So that's if it's prescribed. Part A is premium free for 99% of the beneficiaries due to paying Medicare taxes along the way, right? So that's what all of us pay taxes. If you look at your paycheck, you stub down there, you're going to see a tax being withheld for Medicare. So that's part A. That's paid for. Part B is also referred to as medical insurance. This covers outpatient physical and hospital services, some home health services again, and durable medical equipment for most seniors. Part B starts at about $170 in 2022. And there's six categories to Medicare, actually. So the more income you make, the higher that fee is going to be for you. And so people will see that. They'll see the Part Bs coming out of their Social Security. Well, it's based on your income, your total income from the year before. So also, any of you that are getting ready to retire, there is a way you need to understand that. So let's say you quit your job and you were making, you know, the household was making $300,000 a year, and then the next year you're really going to be making, you know, $50,000 because you're not taking anything or you haven't taken Social Security yet. Well, there's a way to contact Social Security and Medicare and say, hey, look, this I'm not making 300000 a year, so adjust my Part B. So that's something that you can do because that is what we pay for as Part B. Then we have Part C. Now, this is interesting. Part C is also referred to as the Medicare Advantage. And this is, allows basically private companies like HMOs and PPOs to offer health insurance that combines the benefits of Part A and Part B of Medicare. So these plans can also have additional benefits, such as a dental or vision. And so these are what they call the Medicare supplements. You'll see these advertised every fall because people, these insurance companies are trying to get you to sign up with them. And they'll say, we do this, we cover this. No out-of-pocket expenses for dental or whatever it is. But those are, again, added benefits that each carrier can put in there. Now, in addition to that, some of these Medicare Advantage plans now offer long-term home and community-based services. So think of it like um, someone will even pay for adult daycare, in-home personal care assistance, and respite care under certain conditions. And this is where you really need to understand. This is where it's very misguided. A lot of people think, well, I have this Medicare supplement. They're going to pay for long-term care. I'm covered. It doesn't work that way. I don't know any of them that actually pay for ongoing long-term care. They'll pay for long-term situations, like if you're healing up from something, you've had a stroke, they might pay for certain services to come in your home if you meet their conditions. And so you have to just be aware that these these Medicare Advantage programs, there's no standard to them. They're all different, and they're going to vary by zip code, believe it or not, that you live in. The last part to Medicare is Part D. So now Medicare's prescription drug plan offers prescription drug benefits through private insurance companies at the cost of an additional monthly premium. And as in 2022, that premium was just averaged around $33 a month. So that's an, again, you sign up for Part D if you're taking prescription drugs, and then you can, you know, for $350 a year, you can basically get um, prescription drug benefits out of that. So those are the four parts of Medicare. So when we think about this and we look at it, you can see there's some very... interesting parts about Medicare, and there's also a lot of misconceptions. And I think one of the most interesting misconceptions out there is that Medicare pays for the first 100 days of long-term care. That is not true. And folks, I'm I'm not kidding. I've heard attorneys say this, like, like estate planning attorneys. I've heard financial advisors say this. I've had CPAs look me in the eye and tell me this. Well, Medicare pays for the first 100 days of long-term care anyway. A lot of people think that's why Long-term care plans have a 90-day elimination period. A lot of the traditional pay-as-you-go ones have 90-day elimination period, and a lot of people think, well, that's because Medicare pays the first 100 days. That's a myth, and it's not true. If we read the fine print on Medicare, Medicare says it will pay up to 100 days of skilled nursing. But there's a catch there. It's only the first 20 days, and then you have a dollars day deductible, so a little over $5,000 a month is coming out of your pocket. But that 100 days of skilled nursing is care that you need. So your doctor is prescribing that care. So I I tell people, what's what's an example that that would happen? Well, let's say that you got third-degree burns on your body. 
Well, yeah, you might be in the hospital there for 100 days, and you'd have to have those bandages cleaned every day and things like that. That takes skilled nursing care. So that's where Medicare would come in and say, okay, we'll pay up to 100 days of that. But for most people, you know, they have a stroke. They spend four days in the emergency room. They maybe go to the nursing home for 10 days, and guess what? Then they get released. Well, Medicare is not paying for that anymore because the care you need moving forward is not skilled nursing care. It's, it's custodial care or it's physical therapy care. So be very aware out there. That is probably the biggest myth out there that people still believe is that, well, the first 100 days of your long-term care event is covered by Medicare. That's not true. Another thing that I think is very interesting with Medicare is the change in Part C. So that, again, is that Medicare Advantage program we were talking about. So some of these programs are starting to offer services that mimic long-term care under certain conditions, and that's the key word there, under certain conditions. Long-term care services, we we know how you trigger a long-term care event, right? It's defined. I'm cognitively impaired or I need help with two out of six ADLs. These Medicare Advantage programs can write their own rules, and so you have to be very careful with the, the fine print. And what's confusing about this is they're often promoted as having all these benefits, but you have to realize that these programs vary from state to state, from county to county, from zip code to zip code, and oftentimes they change every single year. So the coverage you have this year may not be available the following year, or they made some changes to this. So we are starting to see things where some of these Medicare Advantage plans will things do things like, oh, we'll pay for grab handles in your bathroom if you need that, or we'll build you a wheelchair ramp, or we'll pay for you know physical therapy if you have your knee done, something like that. But the ongoing long-term care services is still kind of a myth out there. There's not, I, do not, I do not know of any program out there that offers ongoing long-term care through a Medicare Advantage program. It's just, I mean, the, the prices would be through the roof because you know how expensive long-term care is. So you just have to be very aware of this. And so my main point today that I want you to take away from this is understand that what Medicare does and what it does not do. Number one, it's for acute care. So if you fall, you break your hip, bust out the Medicare card. Okay, if you end up diagnosed with Alzheimer's, the Medicare card's not going to do you any good. It does not pay for those ongoing long-term care services. It will pay for hospice care. So if you are terminally ill, your doctor says you've got six months or less to live, as long as you accept palliative care, which is comfort care, instead of the care to cure your disease, Medicare will pay for that hospice care. So that end-of-life care, if someone ends up in a hospice situation, Medicare will pay for that as long as you're just receiving that palliative care, the comfort care. So that's Medicare in a nutshell. And just the big takeaway is that you're going to have that insurance. You're going to use it until the day you die, but it does not pay for long-term care services as we know it today. So that's just not an option. Now, what about some of the other programs that are out there? There's two other ones I just want to touch on briefly here. Number one is Medicaid. Medicaid pays for about 80% of all nursing home beds in this country, right? That's long-term care in a nutshell. But what's the catch with Medicaid? It's the safety net program. So that means that you are already busted. You're broke. You need the care. You have to need the care, number one. But number two, you can't have any financial resources. So that's where Medicaid steps in. The states split the cost of Medicaid with the federal government. So that's Medicaid safety net program. The other program people get confused about thinking pays for long-term care is the Veterans Administration, the VA. And again, I grew up in Monta Vista, Colorado. Home Lake Veterans Center right down the road, the, the first veteran center built in the state of Colorado, beautiful area. But in order to move in there, it's a means-tested program. So again, you turn over your pension, you turn over your Social Security, you are become a ward of the state, just like on Medicaid. And remember that in those situations, when especially on Medicaid, you lose control of your care options because you become a ward of the state. They take your income, and people forget about that. Yes, you've spent all your assets down, but if you have pension and Social Security, They're taking that money first to pay for care. That's why you usually get warehoused in a nursing home is because they can't afford to have somebody come into your home. So that's the two programs there, Medicare and Medicaid. So I'm looking at my clock here. I have got to squeeze in a quick break, but I want you to stick around because when I come back, I'm going to show you how we helped Alice, the the woman we're talking about here at the beginning of the program. I'm going to show you how we ended up putting a long-term care plan in place Once she realized that she was not covered under Medicare or her Medicare Advantage plan, I'll show you what we did and how we settled on the plan that we designed for her. So stick around. I'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. 
Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long Term Care Radio. All right, we're Radio back. You know, thanks again for tuning in. If you're new to Long Term Care Radio, specialist, put our podcast up on our website at 525longtermcare.com. There's about a year's worth of those podcasts out there, and you can just ask your smart speaker to play it or wherever you get your uh, podcasts. iTunes has it. And uh, we do have a new program out every week. And so if you want to download and subscribe to the, that podcast, if you subscribe, we'll actually you'll get a notification as soon as the new program is uploaded. So it's kind of a great way to, to listen to it. And really, if you're new to this, this program, the idea here is you're, you're, gonna, you're never going to hear me say, hey, call me for a quote. That's not what long-term care radio is about. Long-term care radio is about education. So we need to learn about this program. I mean, this, this long-term care event, this I call it the, you know, we're staring down the tunnel right now. We're thinking we're seeing light at the other end, but I tell you, it's a big old freight train coming at us, and that's the, the, the baby boomers. And we've got some major problems facing this country, and you're starting to see that show up like all these government programs I was talking about. Everybody's looking for ways to try to fix this problem, and it boils down to we need more people to provide care for the people, and a lot of people just don't plan ahead of time, and so they're always surprised at the downside and how the system really works. So what we're really trying to talk about here on Long-Term Care Radio is just bring some stuff to the forefront that you need to understand. This week, we're just really talking about the fact that government programs do not pay for long-term care services unless you're just broke. That's You're on the safety net program. That's it. And you're also giving up control. People still think that, well, even if I'm broke, I still have my house and Medicaid will come in and take care of me. Like, no, that doesn't work that way. It's just like my aunt. They're going to come poach you and they're going to put you in a, in a nursing home somewhere. And she had two roommates, one room, three people. So... That's Medicaid in a nutshell for a lot of people. Um, so this week, I want to talk to you about, you know, basically what we did for Alice. So Katie called us talking about her mom, Alice. She was concerned that Alice didn't have a plan, that she was misinformed, that she thought that government programs were going to take care of her. So we had a nice talk with Alice, and we set her straight. And um, and this is a little background on Alice. Number one, uh, she lives alone. Her husband passed away a few years ago, and she's been living on her own since then. She's in good shape physically. She had her knee replaced a couple of years ago, but she's doing fine now. She doesn't have any side effects for that. She's not using a cane or anything like that. Um, Alice has one child, Katie. That's it. And Katie is married, and she's got two middle-aged middle school kids at home right now with her as well, too. They live pretty close, uh, so Alice does get to see her grandkids, and, and, and Katie's still part of her mom's life, and so that's nice. They get to see each other on a regular basis. Alice has no plans on moving. Um, she likes where she's at. She wants to stay in the home that she's in. She raised her, her family there. Her and her husband raised Katie there, so she would like to stay in that house. She owns it free and clear. She has a retirement account. She has some cash and some savings and some CDs, and so she's got a little bit of mix there. And right now, she's currently living off of Social Security and the pension from her husband. So she has that income for the rest of her life. And she can pretty much live off of that. She's pretty comfortable, you know, within her budget. She's, you know, obviously home repairs and buying a new car, taking vacations, something like that. She would dip into her savings or her retirement account. But just monthly right now, she's somewhat comfortable with with where she's at. So let's talk for a second here. What's at stake for Alice? And this is key. Uh, Number one, if Alice ends up in a long-term care program or long-term care situation, what we call an extended care situation, all of her assets are at risk, her savings, her retirement, and her home. And remember this, this is the the other catch. If you're a single person, you've got to spend your assets down to $2,000 before Medicaid will step in. And then if Medicaid does step in and starts paying for care for you, they're going to put a lien on your house. And then when you pass away, you know, your family can still inherit the house, but they're going to have to pay that lien off. They're either going to have to go refinance it or they're going to have to sell the property to pay that lien off. So remember, everything's at risk when you're a single person. That is in contrast to if you're married and say your husband has the stroke and he ends up on Medicaid, well, they're going to allow the wife to keep the a car. They're going to allow her to keep the house. Well, when the husband passes away, the wife becomes single. Well, then the house is fair game again. So for single people, not only your savings at risk in a Medicaid situation, your home is at risk as well, too. So just keep that in mind. Um, 
Alice has no one living with her right now, right? So she's single. Well, she's in the highest risk class for needing care. And this is something that people don't think about. If I've got somebody else in the house, they're probably helping me out and, and, and we're working together. We're doing a little bit of joint work. When you're by yourself, you're single, well, you're doing everything by yourself. And that also means there's nobody there to help you out. So these are the people that are generally in the highest risk group. Single females are the highest risk group for using long-term care. And that's just the reality. That's not picking on anybody. There's more single women out there than single men. And that's why more of these women will use more of the long-term care benefits. If we look at it, uh, statistically, about two-thirds of the long-term care benefits that are paid out nationally go to women. So she's in a high-risk group. Now, Katie, her daughter, has concerns for mother as well, too. You know, how will she manage a care situation? Because Katie's saying, as a single child, I'm worried about being able to try to manage that situation for my mom if she does end up in a care situation. She's also worried about finding the caregivers because she says, I know that I can't take care of my mom by myself. There's just no way I can do that. So how do I get that care for her? She doesn't want to go to a nursing home. She doesn't want to go to an assisted living facility, but she might have to. And then I don't know how we would pay for that. So that's some of the concerns that Katie had. So here's what Alice really wanted from a plan. We sat down with her. We started talking about some of these different options. And number one, she just said, look, I've got social security. I've got pension. I would like a cushion to make sure that I have enough money to pay for an assisted living, or if I end up in a nursing home, or if I want to bring caregivers in, I just want a little bit of cushion to be able to pay for some of that care. I said, okay, we've got that. She had decent income, again, that she was living off of. Her assets were pretty equally split between retirement accounts and non-retirement accounts, so cash savings, and then she had an IRA, kind of a smaller IRA. We talked about ways to fund this plan, and once Alice realized she wrapped her mind around how this works, because again, she's thinking long-term care insurance is just a big bill that I got to pay every month for something I may or may not use. Once she learned about these new asset-based plans and how we can just really reposition some money that you already have and get it back if you don't use it, that made a lot of sense to her. And again, this is something that I want everybody to understand. If you don't have long-term care insurance, you don't have a plan, well, you are self-insuring. So one of the easiest things in your mind to do is say, okay, what's the first asset that I'm going to liquidate to pay for a care situation? And let's just say it's $200,000. I need $200,000 to pay for care. Where's that first $200,000 going to come from? So if you can define where that money would be, then you can say, well, okay, are you setting that money aside to pay for care? And a lot of people will say, yes, I have this annuity over here, or I have this CD, or I have this savings account. That's the money I would use for care. I'm going to save that money. Well, that's the kind of money that we want to look at and reposition, meaning take it out of one pocket, put a bunch of features and benefits on it, and stick it right back in your other pocket. That's why we call it asset-based plants, because the, it's still an asset to you and to your estate. You're not giving up your money. So once Alice figured that out, she said, well, that's brilliant, because I thought I was just going to have to write this crazy check, and I've heard about the premiums going up, and she has some friends that have long-term care insurance. And they're complaining because their rates are going up every few years as they age. I'm like, yeah, those, those days are gone. The asset-based plans have replaced that now. There's different ways that we can fund these plans. So that's what we did. And here's what we really ended up settling on. Alice has got a plan that's going to give her $6,700 a month of benefit. So that's how much she can pull out of her bucket of money. So again, long-term care insurance is a bucket of money. We're deciding two things, how much is in the bucket and how much I can take out. Well, how much does she have in her bucket? She has a little over half a million dollars, $502,500. She can take $6,700 out of that. So all you do is you divide 6,700 into 502,000 and you come up with 75. That means that if she took out $6,700 every single month, that bucket of money would last her a minimum of 75 months. So a little bit over six years. Now, if she's like my grandma started just using care a couple days a week, maybe she's only taken $3,000 out of that. Well, guess what? The plan's just going to last longer. So the money in the bucket does not expire. You have to exhaust it. And this is a lot of confusion because we talk about long-term care coverage three years, four years, five years. That always just means the minimum amount of time that that bucket of money will last you if you are taking out the maximum amount, a maximum amount but you don't have to take out the maximum amount. So just keep that in mind. So she's got $502,000. It's going to last her a little over six years if she pulls out the maximum. Now, she funded this plan with a single deposit of $145,000. 
So that was money that she had in savings, basically. And she said, yeah, this is savings. I don't really have any plans for it. It's earmarked. Her and her husband were pretty frugal, pretty good savers. She said, I'm not putting it in the stock market. It's just kind of sitting there. It's my rainy day money. Well, what's your number one rainy day? Well, when you're 70 years old, your number one rainy day is an extended care situation, needing that help. So that was easy for her to transition that out. And also, since she's only 70, her husband had not started taking out minimum distributions out of the retirement account yet. So she actually has until age 73 before she has to start taking that out. So hopefully that will give her time, especially if the market turns around and starts going back up, that maybe her retirement account can grow back up a little bit more too before she has to take any money out of that. So we took this out of savings, $145,000. Now, she's got $502,000 of insurance day one, $6,700 a month. But here's what happens. If she doesn't use this plan, $167,500 is paid back to the estate. So it's about $22,000 more is coming back to the estate than she put into the plan. So if you look at this and you say, well, she's 70 years old, she's earning you know 1% interest on her money in the bank right now, it's like going to take forever for it to earn that $22,000. She just thought this was kind of, kind of pretty slick because she said, so I get that money back if I don't use it. I go, yeah, that goes back to your estate, but it's even better. I said, Alice, what happens if you go on care and you just use $67,000 of long-term care? That's it. And then you pass away. She's like, I don't know what happens. I go, well, your family gets $100,000. And she's like, how? And it's like, because that $167,000 guarantee is the minimum amount you're going to get back. It can be long-term care insurance. It can be just a tax-free death benefit. It can be a combination of both. So you'll get at least that back. But we got it because if she needs long-term care, she has an ongoing benefit that's going to pay $6,700 a month to her for over six years. So that's what's just fantastic about these plans. So again, we're taking something out of one pocket, we're putting some benefits and features on it and sticking it right back in the other pocket. So now she just levered this up. And really look at this. This is kind of a three-to-one leverage, right? 145000 in, she's got over $500,000 of long-term care. So that's what I say. Long-term care insurance costs you 33 cents or less. It, it, that's what we mean because that money, if she just left it in the bank, she knows what she has. She's going to get a little bit of interest on it but she automatically is able to triple the value of that money and it all comes out tax-free, meaning it's not counted as income when it comes to her. Now, some other features about this plan that I really like, zero-day waiting for home health care. So that's number one place people start their journey for long-term care is in their own home. That means you don't have a 90-day elimination period. You don't have to pay for the first 90 days of care. So zero-day waiting for home and community care. It's got a caregiver training benefit. So her monthly benefit of $6,700 she can use twice that amount, so basically $13,400, to for caregiver training. So if her daughter does want to take a class, and say her mom has dementia, she wants to take a class on Alzheimer's, she can do that. Or she wants to learn how to do medication management or something to help her mom out. So they will pay for that. They will also give her that same amount, $13,400, for home improvement and medical equipment. Remember, we were talking about this is where some of the Medicare Advantage programs are starting to say, we'll give you X amount of benefit to pay for grab handles or things like that for your home. Well, this has that benefit built in there as well, too. So if you can use the Medicare Advantage, obviously use that and save this benefit, this this money in your bucket for other uses. But they'll allow you to do things like stair lifts and wheelchair ramps and buy an intravenous pump or an adjustable bed or whatever it is to make your journey safe in your own home. So that's built into this plan. She's got concierge claim support, which again means that when she goes on claim, this is the best gift right here. This is the gift to Katie. Katie doesn't have to figure it out on her own anymore. She's going to have somebody assigned to him. Katie can call this person and walk it through the situation. You know, my mom is diagnosed with this. My mom has this. She slipped and fell. We need to bring caregivers into the home where this is, you know, whatever it is, and they're going to help her get the care and the service and manage that care, get the care coordination lined up. And that's ongoing. As long as she has this policy in force, Katie and, and, and Alice both are going to have access to that concierge claim support person, which is just great. And then the plan covers care in all 50 states and Canada. So she, she can feel free to move or do whatever she wants. So think about what this really did for her. So again, Katie brought this to our attention. She's worried about her mom. And just think of what this did. Number one, it eliminates a lot of the risk to her savings. And it gives her a defined tax-free benefit to pay for care. So again, without this long-term care plan, that's fine. You know, it's just that Katie's going to have to solve all the problems. 
and they're going to have to pay for that. They're going to have to pay dollar for dollar for that care. Well, now they have a defined bucket of money that has been levered up. They have a half million dollars of long-term care insurance that's going to come back to them tax-free. They have that team of professionals to help them manage the care. So again, long-term care insurance is about making sure your care is managed and funded in a time of need. So that's a great gift right there too. And it guarantees she's going to get more money than she put into the plan back. And I think this was probably one of the favorite things that, that, that Alice just loved. She's like, I, I just didn't even know these plans existed. I'm, she goes, why wouldn't everybody do this? Yeah, if you're self-insuring, that's just a better way to self-insure. That's all it is. You're not walking away from your money. You didn't just pay a premium for something that you're not going to get back or use. You are just repositioning money, and you're getting the tax advantages and the benefits, and now you've got some leverage, which is really great. And number one, or the last thing, I think is the number one thing, it helps keep Alice in control of her care options. She does not have to rely on a government program or let some bureaucrat try to tell her where to get care, how to get care. She's got a plan now. If she wants to hire somebody to come into her home, she can do that. If she wants to move to the assisted living facility down the, down the road, she can do that. If she wants to move into an adult family home in the neighborhood of her daughter, she can do that. She is in control of her care options. That's what this plan does. So uh, I'm looking at the clock here. I got to take a breath or take a break and go get some, some air, come up for air. So stick around. I got a little bit more when we get back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ong, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and we're back. Thanks again for tuning in to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. Again, you can always uh, download any episodes you miss. You can subscribe, and we'll send you out a notification. And when you're on our website, you'll see our class schedule. It says attend an event. And if you click on that, that's going to pull up our upcoming classes. We try to do at least a couple every single month. And again, the reason why we do that, it's, you know, I, I, it's the, the call to action. It drives my marketing people kind of crazy sometimes when you start talking about what we do. And it's like, well, what's the, what's the call to action? Does that get a quote? And I'm like, no, the call to action is attend an event. 
And what I mean by that is just get educated. You know, you can listen to these podcasts. You can go to our website. You don't have to attend an event if you don't want to. But we like it. We do them live because it gives you a chance to see us, interact with us. You can send your questions in. You also get to hear some of the questions that the other uh, people that are attending that event get to send in. And we used to do live classes. That's that's how we started. We started off with live classes, and then COVID hit, and we went to the um, started doing these webinars. And actually, we got a lot of traction, and a lot of people responded saying, you know, it's actually pretty convenient because now I can I can. I can do it from my office. I can do it from home. And we try to do one early in the morning on a weekend, like on a Saturday morning, and then we do one during the week in the afternoon. So we try to be a little bit flexible there. So, again, um, look for those events on our website at 525longtermcare.com. I got to tell you, I'm a little rattled. Um, just celebrated my 20th wedding anniversary. And so I flew the wife down to Palm Springs, and I have never been down there before. And so it was really nice. And I actually have a client that uh, lives down there, and she ended up in the hospital. So we were trying to, you know, she had the concierge claim support, which was great. So we're in the process of getting her moved back to her house because they took her to San Bernardino from Palm Springs. And so it was very interesting. But the whole time we were down there, it was like kind of cool, colder weather. And then up in Seattle, where I'm based out of, well, it was sunny and warm the whole time. So I've I've had that happen a couple times. Um, we, we leave here thinking it's going to be cold and rainy and we're going to go someplace warm and then it ends up being just what we left so anyway but back in and uh just just glad to be back here and so today we're talking a little bit about you know the government programs and the the takeaway i want everybody to understand out there is that the government programs are not going to allow you to keep your assets keep your income stay in control of your care options and pay for your care that's not what happens people that end up on the medicaid system or the va system are financially in need, meaning they have spent through their assets, they've spent through their income. So when we have a client of the week, like this week, when we look at Alice and we say, look, you've got a nest egg, you want to protect that, but that's all at risk. And what are you going to do to pay for your care right now? You know, a lot of advisors just say, well, you have enough money, you're okay. I'm like, okay, great. Well, let's, let's start by the assets that we're going to use first. Now, what if we just take part of those and we put them into a long-term care plan? It's still your asset. It's still your money. But now you have leverage. You turned every dollar into this magic tax-free dollar that's been multiplied times three. And so that starts day one. It's not a matter of can you take $145,000 and grow it to $500,000 by the time you need long-term care? Maybe you could, but you're going to have to be you know, pretty good. You're going to have to be in the stock market. You're going to have to try to get that up there. And guess what? When you pull that money out, then it's taxable because there's a gain on it. Where the insurance just takes out $145,000 and it levers it up day one. You have $500,000 today. You don't have to wait for the money to grow. You have it. And you don't, you know, you'd have to take that one forty-five and really grow it to you know, six fifty. because, again, you've got to pay taxes when you pull that money out. So that's the nice thing about long-term care insurance. And the misconceptions that are out there about these government programs are widespread. And I just got back from the the long-term care conference a few weeks ago in Denver. And I look at long-term care as this complex problem. And I just, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. There's all these pieces. And it's absolutely amazing to me how many angles people and companies are approaching this looming long-term care situation in this country meaning they know the baby boomers are coming on board, right? They're turning 75. There are 10,000 a day of them, and it's going to happen for 16 years. So this big block of our country is aging into their golden years, and a lot of them are going to need long-term care services, and the overwhelming majority of them aren't prepared. And that means that the overwhelming majority of states and communities are not prepared either. And so we're going to have this problem. And so we're starting to see things like like robots being introduced, like companion robots. So you take a woman that lives alone, like our client of the week, Alice, well, they'll put a little robot in the house there that will remind her to take her medications. We'll talk to her. We'll learn. And that what they're trying to find out is that it can notify her daughter. It can do things like that. So there's all these different angles of trying to solve this problem because the biggest issue we have that's facing all of us, we don't have enough caregivers to provide the one-on-one care that everybody wants. So most people want to be in their home, but guess what? everybody wants to be in their home. That means you have to bring somebody in to care for you. Well, that's a one-on-one situation versus if I'm in an assisted living facility or a group family home, you know, there's going to be maybe 10 staff members for a hundred people that are in there at one time. And so we've got all, you know, we just have to educate ourselves on what we're really facing. And this is where the long-term care insurance planning comes in. If you say, Hey, 
I've got enough money between my pension and my social security to pay for assisted living and I'm just going to go there, fine. But if you want to stay in your home and you want to bring those workers in, that cost of care is going to be higher. And as the demand for those good workers rises, again, we're talking about this, that's going to start causing inflation, which is going to start pushing those prices up. So my, my, my takeaway on this is just understand that the government programs aren't going to solve this long-term care problem. They don't know what to do. We're starting to see states take some action, like Washington State passed their Long-Term Care Services and Support Act, which just got panned at the Long-Term Care Conference. I mean, it's horrible. It's giving people a false assumption that they have something, but it's really just a, a Medicaid supplement. It's $100 a day for a year. That's what it is, but they're going to just add a payroll tax to every single worker once you turn 18 that they're going to tax you the rest of your life. But states are desperate because what's happening is they're sharing those costs with Medicaid and Medicaid is just that that balance, that bu- budget, line item budget is just increasing year after year after year. So that's why you just really need to take the time, learn about some of these programs because there's a better way to self-insure. And a lot of these programs just allow you to reposition something you already have and get all these wonderful benefits and tax savings. So you've burned another week with me. I've got to get to work, uh, put together another show. I appreciate your interest. Let us know if you have any questions, comments, concerns. You can get all our contact information at 525longtermcare.com. I'll be back next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us, but the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com.